0: hey everybody welcome to episode 43 of junior golf keys i'm your host matt and uh, before i get into any information about our guests this week i just want to thank you guys Uh, thank you for tuning in thank you for listening i really appreciate it uh, really trying to grow this podcast, grow this show, and the whole platform in general just to help you junior golfers and junior golf families that are out there listening and seeking information uh, to navigate your own junior golf journey. So if you could, if you've been listening to the show, uh, I'd love you to pause the episode right now. I'd love you to go leave a review, hopefully with a comment. Um, that way, you know I can get some feedback on your thoughts and feelings about this podcast And, you know, the direction I can continue to take it to uh, create the most value for you guys. So if I'm going to grow this thing and make it the biggest and the best that I can, uh, I need a couple different things. I need to put it in front of more eyeballs and I need to understand what you all want to learn about so that I can make sure that I find guests that can hit those different topics for you guys. So I would really appreciate you guys going in and leaving a review. It mean the world to me. uh, And thank you very much for doing that. Uh, so, this week we've got a guest uh, who is a 2020 grad. Uh, he's going to play golf at USC, actually, under his father. Uh, we've got Joey Zambri joining the show this week. Uh, really excited to have a chat with him. Uh, we had a really good conversation. He was the 2019 co medalist in the US Amateur Qualifier and played in the 2019 US Amateur, obviously, with that finish. Uh, we have a really good conversation around his inter- introduction to golf. Um, his dad, obviously, is a, a head coach at USC. Uh, so he's in a golfing family, golf runs in the blood, but talk about how he got introduced to the game. And then we talk about some different sports too, because he was a multi-sport athlete with baseball, with basketball, with soccer. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about that decision process to go play golf uh, for and with his dad, uh, which is pretty neat, a uh, very unique scenario there. Um, we going to talk about you know what his typical day looks like, school, practice, playing. Uh, we're going to talk about what his practice sessions looks like his strengths and weaknesses in his game, uh, tournament prep. I'm going to talk about, you know, what's in the bag. Uh, so a lot of really good information that Joey's got for us this week and, you know, really appreciated his time and, uh, you know, just chatting with him about, you know, golf and, you know, how it's played a part in his life and in him and his dad's relationship and those types of things. So I think you guys are really going to like this episode. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to getting into that talk. But before I do, I want to talk to you about my partner, Golf Kicks. Uh, if you guys haven't seen me post up stuff about Golf Kicks, I just want to share with you real quick. Golf Kicks has changed the game when it comes to golf shoes. So what they have done is they have created a spike that you can put into a tennis shoe. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've gone through, you know, in my, you know, looking for the right golf shoes are, you know, I was wearing traditional golf shoes with regular spikes. Um, I had a little bit of trouble finding some comfortable shoes that I wanted to wear, so I shifted a little bit. And I switched to a couple different pairs that are more of like a tennis shoe type uh, with a molded tread on the bottom of them. And what I've found is I like those shoes and they're comfortable, but I lose a little bit of traction there. So what Golf Kicks has done, I think, has created a scenario where you can wear comfortable tennis shoes You know, uh, from a comfort level, from a fashion standpoint. you know, The whole sneakerhead world is huge, uh, and they've combined that with functional golf shoes. Uh, by adding these aftermarket spikes that you can put into virtually any golf shoe. So um, really excited to partner with them, really excited to wear their shoes and uh, tell you guys about them because I think that you're really going to like them. Um, if you go to their website, you can uh, put in the code JGK20, like Junior Golf Keys, JGK20. Uh, you can get 20% off on a pair of golf kicks. Uh, they run about 30 bucks, so you can get in front of 30 bucks with that code. Um, and I think you guys will really enjoy them. So uh, really appreciate them and their partnership and them setting that up for you guys, uh, the listeners, so that you can uh, you know, get a little bit of a discount there. But uh, really appreciate, like I said earlier, you guys joining the show. Look forward to getting into it. You guys sit tight. I'll be right back with Joey Zambri. All right, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Junior Golf Keys with our guest uh, 2020 grad and USC Men's Golf Commit, Joey Zambri. Joey, what's happening, man? Nothing. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sure. uh, Have you already graduated, I guess, technically for this Uh, year or what's that look like?
1: I think I have two weeks of school left. I mean, not online school, but so. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to send out a video
0: of our graduation in like two weeks, pretty much. (laughs) Okay. A little different environment than uh, you probably anticipated or planned for.
1: Um yeah but <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. Um so I mean as you know, you know kind of what we're doing with this project is just trying to help some, you know, families with their junior golf path. Um you know some parents and kids that are listening, but can you kind of just start off for us and just talk to us a little bit about your introduction to the game and uh kind of what your path has been so far?
1: Um well I, I started playing golf in like fifth grade, so I was probably 10 or 11, and I, um, I mean, I'd been to the range before, but I I, I think I played my first tournament in fifth grade, um, and I played other sports, I played soccer and basketball, soccer and basketball I played until like end of middle school, like eighth grade, um, and I really started taking golf seriously probably about eighth grade, so right before high school, you know, going to the course every day and playing tournaments, and um, really, you know, wanting to pursue it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You played uh, multiple st- sports, uh, I guess. In you know, you're a little bit younger, you know, before middle school or yeah. maybe into middle school, right? Baseball, basketball, soccer. Yeah. Um, what kind of drove you towards focusing more on golf um, versus those other sports? <laughs> um, well, um,
1: I kind of realized I wasn't going to be like a, you know super athlete um and golf i I had a lot of time i had a lot of fun like practicing golf like soccer and basketball um they're really fun to play but i didn't like you know practicing by myself soccer or basketball but i loved going to the course by myself and chipping putting yeah hitting balls i could do that for hours and hours and i didn't really have that with the other sports
0: okay um what was it that that didn't really make you have that drive with the other sports? Is it just Um, practicing outside of the team environment?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, like soccer, you're just kind of –
0: I don't know what you like.
1: practice, like moves. Um, That (laughs) wasn't really that fun to me. Um, I don't know. I just loved – I've always loved chipping, so I I could just chip for hours and hours and listen to music, and I've loved doing that for probably all the time that I've played golf.
0: Okay, okay. So you start playing tournaments – Um, what did that look like for you? You know, just Um, competition or I guess, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot on here is like people are trying to figure out, you know, how to get their kids started in tournaments and those types of things. So, I mean, when you first started playing, you know, what kind of things were you playing in? Um,
1: so there's a, I live in Ventura County and then there's a Ventura County local tour. Um, and I just started playing in those. I mean, my first tournament was a nine hole tournament. I think I shot okay. like 55 or so, you know something really high. Um, but, I mean, I, I think you should just play as many tournaments as you can. I mean, whether yeah. they're um, local or, you know, state or national. I mean, I started playing Ventura County, and then I played with it. There's a Toyota Tour Cup here in Southern Cal. That's like Southern California and obviously AJGA. But, I mean, I wouldn't be really too worried about what you're playing and as long as you're just playing i mean getting okay. playing tournaments is probably the most important
0: yeah, yeah why do you say that i why mean do you think that it doesn't really matter
1: necessarily i, I mean it it's it, you know it's great to play you know the big tournaments but playing just getting you know the the you know your blood flowing playing like playing tournaments is different than playing you know just with your buddies yeah um and I don't know. I think the more reps you get playing tournaments, the more comfortable you get, you know, you get into more situations where you maybe are going to win.
0: Even if it's a small tournament, you know, you
1: get just more experiences.
0: Yeah. So just different levels of competition and maybe not necessarily, you know, because I think one of the things that families, you know, kind of contemplate a little bit um, and they have to weigh out the costs and the travel and stuff like that with like AJGA events and some of the bigger I guess you would say "quote unquote" more prestigious tours, but yeah. I agree. I mean, I think if you're, you know, as long as you're putting yourself in a position where you can compete and you can just become more comfortable, you know, being in that environment, maybe it doesn't necessarily matter, yeah. you know, the scale, right? I mean,
1: I know, like, if you're playing, whether you're playing an AJJ or you know any tournament, if you're shoot, if you shoot a sixty-five, you shoot a sixty-five. I mean, it's not. It's not like basketball where if you're playing, you know, bad teams and you beat them by 40, you can't really tell what you did there. But, I mean, if you're shooting low scores, I mean, the recruiting – like colleges, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that's not really – you can't really debate, you know, a 68 or 65.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you're competing against other people, but really you're competing against the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about – what do you think – you know, try. I know obviously you you specialized uh, or started moving towards specializing in golf, you know, more in middle school or taking that up um, and taking it more seriously. But you played a lot of other sports, and I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer in, you know, cross training and picking up different skills and playing different sports. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that at all? I mean, is that something that helped you? Um, I mean, I'm sure it did. Um, looking back, like maybe
1: with hand eye coordination or like, I don't know, just being in. I don't know, good shape, but yeah. I mean, I, I just played other sports because I had fun playing them. I mean, I, when I was like 10, I wasn't really thinking about, <laughs> you know, playing multiple sports, helping me and other things, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure that, you know, being a, on a team and other sports is a lot different than golf. You learn a lot of, you know, skills about how to, you know, be a teammate or how to I don't know, just be a better person, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about um uh, your decision for college. I know that <laughs> obviously USC's in your blood, right? Yeah. Um, you know, dad's a coach there, but you earned your way there, obviously, with you know, a really nice um playing career in the junior world. So, I mean, what did that look like for you? Was it always like Hey, I'm going to USC, and um, that's what you always wanted to do? Or did, were you kind of feeling out, you know, some other spots? So I, like?
1: You know, I've always grown up, like, going to USC football games since I was – I think my dad got the job at USC when I was, like, four or five. Um, so yep. I've all, And he went there when he when he went yep. to college. So I've always grown up around SC, you know, been a Trojan. Um, and when I started getting more into golf, I mean, I, I started thinking about it. Um, but I, I never really thought about going anywhere else. Um, I always thought, you know, if I keep progressing and, you know, I keep practicing every day, and, um, I thought I might, you know, I could always maybe have a place to play. Uh, yeah. So it was a little less stressful in that, um, I kind of, I mean, I, I, it wasn't just given to me, you know, I had to still sure. <laughs> be a pretty good golfer, um, but. You know, to answer your question, no, I never really thought about going to to another school.
0: Yeah, um, but to your point, I mean, you you earned it, right? I mean, and I know your dad, and you know, I've I've talked to him a little bit. Um, yeah, I've had him on the show as well. You know, he wasn't gonna. There wasn't anything that <laughs> no, he, he was he, gonna he, hand he out wants to, to you, win right? Too much to just do that, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so you earned your spot. But can you kind of go into your relationship with your dad? He kind of touched on it a little bit when we talked, and. Um, it sounds like you guys have had a a, a really good relationship, at least from his perspective and, you know, growing up, can you kind of talk about the role that he played maybe in, um, introducing you to the game or just, you know, your passion behind it? Yeah. So
1: he was obviously the one who, um, introduced me to golf. Um, and he's always been like my, my teacher. He doesn't like give me lessons, but you know, I've never had a swing coach or a, a putting coach or anything he's always been the one to help me with all of that um, yeah. so we started going to the range when i was young and he just kind of taught me he just tried to teach me what the ball what makes the ball do what so like i'm a lefty so if i'm swing, if i'm slicing it that probably means i'm swinging right with the face open or if i'm hooking i'm swinging left with the face closed and that was basically all we did for i mean when i was growing up just trying to learn what the ball did and basically um yeah he's he's we we go to the course pretty often we hit on the range he comes out and he doesn't play that much anymore because his back hurts pretty badly when he plays but um yeah he he walks walks the course a lot with me and just yeah we've had a good relationship we spent a lot of time on the course together
0: Yeah. Outside of, like, the technical side of it and, like, just helping you with some different skills and stuff like that, what was his approach like with you um, growing up and, like, pushing you towards the game or not really? Like, what did that look like?
1: Um, So, yeah, he's never – he's never been, like, the type of dad to, like, you know, force me or push me to go practice or anything. It's always been – it's always been, like, if I want to go, then I'll go. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't go but he um <laughs> yeah. he, he he's shown me like he basically told me like to, if you want to be a tour player he's told me what it takes i mean that that's all he's done like he's if you want to be a pro golfer a college golfer you pretty much got to show up to the course like every single day and yeah he he told me that and that's all that's that's as much as he pushed me like he just told me what it what it takes to you know be a be a really good golfer Kind of me and a then point. it was
0: either up to you to to follow that or not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he he, he wasn't he wasn't pushing me, but um, you know, if, he told me like if that was my dream to play the tour, you you got to be at the course all the time, all every day. You know, just showing up. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, what does that look like for you? I mean. Outside of, I guess, you know, we've had some, obviously, challenges going on in recent months with the COVID-19 and all that. But, you know, typical day, you know, not any challenges like, what, um, you know, we're kind of going through right now. But school, practice, playing, what does so that typically look like for you?
1: School school, um, I was lucky this this out of school at 11.20 because it was my senior year and I okay. um, got a lot of classes out of the way. So, I would I get out at 11.20, go to the course. Um, practice for a while, probably, you know, I, I spend most of my time practicing um, short game um, okay. and then hit balls for maybe 30 or 40 minutes and then play, whether that's nine or 18. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just spending time at the course, you know, trying to be there until it, until it's dark. <laughs> that's pretty much. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: Whether it's, I mean, yeah, so I want to, I want to go into your like your your practice a little bit more, um, just to try to help some of these kids that are out there that are trying to figure out where to spend their time and I know when we first started our conversation, you were talking about you know I've always loved chipping, and you know I just can be out there for hours and you know it's fun um, it's a grind though right, yeah, but how do you make it fun like and, and why is it so important to focus on chipping or your short game, you know, as a whole, like, what does that do for a player? The way that I um,
1: look at it is like, you know, you're going to have days where you just stripe it and your, your short game isn't, I mean, your putting would be important, but your you know, your chipping and pitching and, you know, maybe not be, you know, that important, but you're going to have a lot of days where you don't know where the ball is going. Um, can't seem to hit a grain and you're getting a lot of tough spots and, I think it's just really, really important to just be able to get up and down from pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, you know, in in junior golf, especially like short game, you can you can really um, set yourself apart from your peers. Whether like like in pro golf, it's pretty much different because Tour has a great short game, like phenomenal short game. Um, sure, And there might not be that It might not be that um, important on the tour But in junior golf, not everyone has a great short game So you could really gain strokes on your opponents Just by chipping You know, pretty well
0: Yeah So can you go into a little bit more like About how you're actually approaching Going through that type of a practice Because I remember I think it was your dad I was talking to It may have been another college coach But we were talking about short game practice And they said that yeah, you know, I hate when I see somebody just dump a bucket of balls and they're just hitting almost the same shot repetitively yeah, I, over and when over. When I'm chipping, so- I most
1: of the time I'll use two or three balls. Um, okay. And I'll 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 chip them to different. I'll, I'll go to the chipping green, chip them to different pins, pick them up, and then go do it again. And that's pretty much how, you know, finding gnarly lies, whether it's in the rough or, you know, in a divot or just any way you can find them, you know, make it tougher
0: on yourself. Um, so you're trying to recreate some difficult yeah. shots. That way you've been through it, right? So when you're out on the course and maybe you have a similar shot or you have easier ones, you know, that you've put the work in around that.
1: Yeah. Um, with short game, I feel like
0: just you, you've got to
1: be ready. I mean, I feel like I'm more comfortable over a shot if I feel like I've already hit it. Um, so I'm yeah. just trying to hit as many different shots around the grains, just get as creative as
0: I can when I'm practicing. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have any outside of just, you know, some, you know, putting yourself in some tough lies or, you know, stuff like that? Is there anything that you would recommend for young players out there that are trying to develop a good short? Um,
1: I mean, I, I, most of the time I just use my 60 or my 56, but, you know, I've, I've heard from so many good players like that. They try to use a lot of different clubs and sometimes these are nine iron, but I think. Chipping and learning to use a lot of different clubs is probably um, help you a lot. I mean, I've heard Tiger talk about it. You know, Seve obviously used a lot of different clubs. Um, yeah. Just learning to hit all types of shots, whether that's runners or, you know, one that flies to the pin and checks, or you know, one with right to left spin or left to right spin. I mean, you just trying to learn as many different ways to hit hit shots
0: as you can. Yeah, for sure. That no, makes a lot of sense. And that way, I mean, it kind of gives you the confidence. I was talking about this on another episode. I mean, I think, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, I, I play obviously. And, you know, I've been around the game for a long time. I think if you can develop a, sh- a good short game, um, obviously when you're not having a good ball striking day, like you said, you know, you can get up and down and you can really separate yourself. But also too, you know, if you have the confidence in your short game, it almost frees you up on your approach shots too. Right. Because yeah, you're more confident that, you know, I can really go after it and Hey, if I miss it, I'm going to get up and down. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I think that, you know, just having a good short game just takes a lot of stress off of everything else. Just knowing that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you miss a grain, whatever, you can probably chip to five feet and get up and down. But I mean, that doesn't mean play ultra aggressive and, you Know kind of stupid golf,
0: but, sure. Um, it does relieve you, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so last year, well, you graduated in this year, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Last year, last summer, um, qualified for the USAM
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you were co medalist in the qualifier. Um, can you kind of just talk through that journey? I think that that's something that you know any aspiring collegiate player, um, you know, somebody that's really trying to push themselves to the next level. Obviously, that's a massive event that uh, takes a lot of skill to get through to the Nationals. And I just kind of want to hear a little bit from you about, you know, what that was like for you.
1: Um, are you talking about like the qualifier or like the whole,
0: whole thing? Yeah, both. I mean, can you kind of talk a little bit about like um, how you prepped for the qualifier and, you know, how that went and then. <laughs> Okay, I made it through the qualifier co medalist, you know, now I've got to prep for the USAM. You know, what does that process look like?
1: Um Yeah, so the 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 qualifier, it was at this course called L CAB. Um I played a practice round about two weeks before and I, I liked the course. It was I feel like it fit my game. Um it wasn't it wasn't short, but it wasn't, you know, super long it you know, it was pretty demanding off the tee. You had to hit fairways and hit grains and the greens are gonna be pretty fast. Um yeah. So the week, you know, the week before it was just like any. I mean, I, during the summer, I'm not I don't really have any special prep for a tournament because I'm I'm kind of just golfing all day okay. anyways. Um So the day probably the day before an event or the day before the qualifier, just make sure you have enough energy for because it's 36 in 1 day for the USAM qualifier. Um sure. I mean, the, I felt pretty good about my game leading up to it, but I mean, I knew I just had to go and play and see what happens. I mean, you can't get ahead
0: of yourself. Um, yeah. When you're going through your practice round, what kinds of things are you taking yeah. notes on, um, or are you paying attention to? What does that so look when, like? So,
1: when I play practice round, the main thing that I try to do is figure out what you're going to hit off each tee. You know, except for the par threes, because those will change um, depending on wind and stuff. But just try to figure out where you're going to hit off each tee. And around the greens, I just try to figure out, you know, the possible pin locations and to each pin where you, you know, where you can't really be. So if it's like a back right pin and long right is completely dead, then I'll write that down. Um, You know, just knowing where, you know, you probably don't want to miss. And then other than that, it's just kind of getting a feel for the course. Um, You know, what kind of, I don't know how fast the greens are going to be, how I mean, if you like some courses, you don't really want to spin it into the greens, um, just knowing that right. greens are probably
0: pretty soft or pretty firm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, some good advice around practice rounds. And then, so let's talk about how you make it, you know, through the qualifier and, you know, getting ready to play in the U.S. sandwiches at Pebble, so the, right? This one was at Pinehurst. Pebble was
1: the year before. Um,
0: oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay. Pinehurst was,
1: I mean, it was a beast. It was hardest course. Pinehurst number two was the hardest course I've ever played. Um, I think they yeah. had it like 7,500 yards, par 70. It was just, <laughs> it was pretty beastly.
0: Yeah. What were the biggest um, challenges out there?
1: Well, probably, um, I mean, probably like the, just the grains, you know, because these grains are, they're they're small and they're, you know, they call them like army helmet, meaning like they, they fall off on all sides. Um, right. So th- these greens would be like cool at like a par three course. That's like 100, you know, 100 yard par threes. But you're actually coming into the greens with like a six iron or a five iron. <laughs> so they're pretty hard to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just had a tough time. Yeah. You know, the course was pretty long. And um, if you miss them, it's just tough to get up and down because they were rolling at like 13. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was an awesome experience. I, mean, I think I shot eighty three, seventy six. I shot eighty three at Piner's Number Two, which you know, I I didn't feel like I played yeah. that bad. I just you know would miss a shot by a fragment, and then it would roll off. And then I mean you right. know, I had to really be playing well, and I just I I didn't play that great, but I was just happy to.
0: It's a tough short game test. Yeah, it yeah. Like it was too, it was right? really tough. Um,
1: the grass. I was. I'm from California, so I wasn't really used to. Um, the grain and, you know, chipping, I, my practice round I kept duffing chips. So I kind of had to figure out how to, yeah, whether I was going to chip or pot from off the grain or yeah, it was, it was pretty different. But it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, prep wise, I mean, practice round, like similar approaches um, as the qualifier. Yeah. yeah. Similar approach. Pretty much the same thing. It's just,
1: um, there though, I didn't have to figure out really what I was going to hit off HT cause it's pretty much driver on every hole. Um because they were pretty long okay. but yeah yeah just figuring out like i don't know like where you don't want to be to certain pins um most of the time yeah. there was like long of the grain probably wasn't very good because you were chipping back down the grain and you might chip it off the front if you go long. so it was staying short of the pin a lot at pinehurst yep
0: yeah. a lot of uh Demanding course management is definitely what it sounds like there.
1: For sure.
0: Um, Well, let's talk about, I mean, I know you've you've talked about short game and, you know, I think that that's a big strength of your game, obviously is what it sounds like. Um, But what are some other strengths in your game and, you know, kind of how do you, uh, we've talked a little bit about the short game and, you know, how you can use it to your advantage and, you know, what it does for you, you know, mentally and freeing you up a little bit. But, what are some other strengths you've got, and you know how do you play to your strengths when you're out there on the course?
1: So I think some of my other strengths are um, probably my iron game. Just you know, really knowing how far each club goes. Um, I think that's like the, the one of the most important things in my game is just you know, from a hundred yards to one seventy five, knowing exactly how far you know my eight iron goes, like one sixty seven. Just knowing know exactly how far each club goes to where you can really um if you know how far shots playing you could really try to just you know be exactly pin high um i feel like yeah. you know there's a lot of juniors that i play with um whether it's my buddies or you know people i play with in tournaments that um you know you can tell they don't know how far their clubs go like at all like they know that they're not they can hit their nine iron between 135 and 155 and um you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll like fly a grain from like one thirty in the fairway. Um, and you know, yeah.
0: that
1: you, I mean, <laughs> I I think that's the biggest piece of advice I would give for, you know, iron play. Um, it's just really knowing how far your clubs go to the, to the exact yard.
0: Yeah, that's an intro. I, I love that piece of advice. I mean, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit more with you. Like you mentioned, like my eight, I think you said eight iron. 167. Yeah. Right. Like I know me, like my, my iron is 163. Yeah. So like, I mean, it is ultra specific and, you know, that's my carry distance. I'm assuming that's yeah, yeah. your carry distance yeah. as well. Um, and, you know, when you're looking at, you know, a, a shot, an approach shot where you're talking about, you know, what type of shot am I going to hit here? What's the ball flight going to look like? What do I need to carry it? You know, I'm assuming then you have also got some different numbers around, you know, either, you know, a three-quarter or a knockdown shot, you know, with yeah. the same club. You know, what's the carry yardage there? So I mean, how do you I guess how did you get to that point? Because I want to help some of these younger players that are trying to figure out, like, you know, they do need to be that specific with, you know, their carry yardages and different styles of shot selection and you know, what their carries are with those as well. So I mean, is that a Hey, I need to go through a session. Like when I personally did mine, I went through and it changes, right? Cause you, you know, you get stronger yeah. or you, maybe you don't carry it as far. Um, you know, working with a ball flight monitor, I use TrackMan. you know, I'm working with that to try to figure out, you know, over, if I hit 10 shots with this club, let's average it out. You know, those types of things. Is that a similar approach yeah, that so, you
1: took? I mean, if you, if you have a TrackMan or, a, um, you know, a quad, you know, one of those flight scopes, um, that's perfect. Yep. I mean, you, just like what you said, you can hit. 10 shots. And then, you know, the five solid ones that you think you hit, like average amount. Um, or, you know, if you, if you don't have access to any of those, it's fine. You can, you know, go out on your course at like five o'clock, um, you know, just hit, Sure. bring, you know, a few balls and just hit irons. And once you're happy with that, you hit a few solid ones, just, you know, figure out how far they went. Um, I mean, it's I think that's the biggest thing with irons for, or at least something that juniors can improve a lot is just knowing how far their ball goes. Cause sometimes there's right. You know, people have an idea, you know, you know, when you're forty you're hitting your nine iron, but you don't really know how far your nine iron, I mean, goes exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And I think that it can, you know, it really separates low scores from just maybe mediocre. Yeah. right? Because, you know you're talking about your practice round where you know all right i'm calculating you know where i can miss and where i can't afford to miss and you know what side of the green and there's a ridge you know halfway you know 20 paces onto the green let's say um being able to understand exactly how far you're flying the ball with different clubs is going to allow you to execute the plan that you're trying to actually put together right yeah
1: um I mean, I another huge part about knowing your um, knowing your yardages is that say you have an eight a.m. tee time and it's like fifty-five degrees out, and on the first hole you have mm-hmm. one sixty, and you know your eight iron goes one sixty-five, and you hit a fl- you know a flush eight and it flies too short. Well, you know that at least until it warms up, everything's going to be going about seven eight yards shorter than it normally does um so that way you can that's a great point yeah I mean you could just um yeah I mean it's it's really important I think I think that's something that the pros do like extremely extremely well um that you know a lot of juniors Mm or amateur or college players might not do as well
0: yeah yeah for sure I remember talking to Kuchar about that, actually. Um, we were talking a little bit more about, you know, the difference in the separators between, you know, like Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour. Like, he lost his card at one point, went back, and it was the web, um, and had to re-qualify <laughs> to get back on the tour. But um, it was like, you know, what was the biggest, you know, separator between tours? And he felt like it was a lot of times, like, on the corn ferry tour versus the PGA, like the PGA tour players were able to execute, um, kind of like what you're talking about, like where you can't miss. Um, they knew like, they were really good at identifying yeah. that, and then they were really good at executing it. Um, which you know maybe until that skill is developed a little bit further, you know some of the corn ferry tours are re- corn ferry tour players are really good at that. Um, some yeah. aren't, um, but you know it's something that definitely separates. Players, you know, from, you know, different tours or, you know, from junior to college, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I would definitely it. feel like
1: Kucher knows how far his clubs go. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, that I guy, think so. <laughs> He's made like $50 million <laughs> with 164
0: ball speed. Um, he definitely knows how yep. far his clubs yep. go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what about weaknesses in your game? What are some things that, um, maybe you don't like to call them weaknesses, but maybe just some areas of your game that you're conscious aren't necessarily your strengths, but you know, how do you improve those? How do you, um, you know, play to your strengths, not necessarily avoiding your weaknesses, but, you know, just being conscious of, you know, what you're better at and what you're not. Yeah. So I think, um,
1: in the past, I don't know, in the past year, my, I've been fighting, um, with my driver, um, you know, it's, it's been hard to say why I haven't been hitting it well, but you know it's just I haven't hit as many fairways as I like, so I mean that always makes golf pretty tough when you're you know not in the fairway, yep. um especially at Piners number two <laughs> when you're not on the fairway <laughs> right um, but yeah, I think my driving could be a lot better um you know what it's just hitting fairways it's it's I think a lot of um I think a lot of stress is on distance now um but the the one thing that you want to do off the tee is hit the fairway you know whether that's laying back 15 yards or um yeah so i think that's been probably my biggest weakness over the past year tough to say but
0: yeah so is is that like finding um i mean obviously everybody can just go all out you know as hard as you can and, and that would be like over the top right but it's like i remember tiger talking about this when he was um, you know, really in the thick of like his, that stretch of time where he's winning all the time was, you know, he was dialing it back to like 85% yeah. or something like that because, you know, there becomes a point where you can keep your foot on the accelerator, but then you start sacrificing yeah. accuracy. Right. And so finding that medium of, all right, where can I still be accurate, but also maximize my speed and power.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- the biggest I think the biggest part about driving is just having a um, like having a go-to shot, one that you know will probably find the fairway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've heard Tiger yeah. talk about like at Tory, he hits a lot of. I think he called them like um, I don't know what he. It was some type of cut shot where he said he teed it lower and he, you know, cut it left to right and he mm-hmm. added spin and lost distance, but he he knew that it was he was probably going to hit the fairway. Um, yeah. And that, I think that's probably a, yeah. I can be, be
0: penalizing out there and missing the fairways yeah, too. The rough. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, any other things or challenges that you, you work through um, and, you know, how do you, how do you go about working through them? Yeah.
1: Um, I'd say, I'd say hitting, missing hitting long irons, um, for me, um, like okay, I don't know what it is about hitting them, but you know I tend to hit them off the heel sometimes. And working through that, um, I don't know. I think it's just a constant battle for me, um, trying to just sure. figure it out. I mean that that just goes back to yeah. spending all day at the course. I mean, there's not necessarily like a yeah yeah like a I don't know like a secret to it, other than just figuring sure. it out by hitting a lot of them
0: yep yep just working through it and you know i think i'm guessing you would probably agree with this but i want you i want your opinion um you know i think one of the everybody's got challenges right everybody's got something that they could improve on you know in the golf game or um you know areas that they want to have more focus on so that they you know don't lose shots in those areas but um uh, the one place to not, you know, if it's something technical or if it's something that, you know, you've been working on the one place to not, you know, try to work on that is out when you're playing in competition. Right. Yeah. Um, I think being able to recognize when you're on the golf course and you show up and, you know, maybe it's just not a great ball striking day trying to figure out, all right, what is my tendency right now? And how do I just, you know, how do I adjust for today without, you know, getting into the technical aspect, like, let's just go play and put a score yeah. up, you know, and try to, you know, get my way around the course. What, how do you feel about that stuff?
1: I mean, I, I feel like every day that you show up to the course, you're, it's going to be a little different. I mean, nothing's going to be the exact same. So you're, mm-hmm. you're always going to show up and have Yep. To maybe, you know, when you're on the range for your round, just maybe have one swing that like one tweak that you need to make and then just kind of commit to it and then if you're on the course and it's not going well, I mean, I would, I would say that you're able to change something, but I wouldn't really be doing like what you said, swing changes. Um, I heard Tyler talk about this. Like he said, like every day you show up to the course, it's like very fluid. Like there's always, like it's, it's always changing and you're always reacting to it. I think that's maybe why he was so good is that he was always able to kind of pick out what he needed to change and just, change it and know mm-hmm. what you know where his ball was gonna be going. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: Just yeah, stay committed.
1: Probably really good at just tweaking it and committing to the, the change that he needed to make.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got that confidence yeah. out there on the course. Um let's see I wanna move towards wrapping up but um Something a little bit different. I don't know if I've really done this on here before, but uh, what's in the bag? Um, What's in the bag? So right
1: now I have mostly Ping. Um, I've got – I went to Ping a few months ago, and I got fitted for all new stuff. So right now I have a a Callaway 60. Um, That's just the wedge I like to You know, – I'm so used to it around the grain, so I kept that in. But then I've got Ping Glide um fifty six and fifty two and then I have ping eye blade irons from pitching wedge um up to four iron and then I've got an old an old like M one rescue that I have lofted down to like eighteen so it's like a two okay. hybrid. And then I've got a uh ping I think it's four ten. It's their newest three wood. I don't know what model, but I have that three wood and then I have the driver. Um so mostly ping. Okay. And then a ping okay. ping um dale Cutter, right. so it's like a another blade version
0: yeah yeah what, I play uh, the pro what ball baller you rolling
1: Idolist.
0: okay yeah I love it. <clears throat> good deal um all right well something i kind of do at the end of the episode is uh flip the script a little bit and ask the guests to fire a question or two back at me so um you know it can be anything you know directed towards me personally okay. or just about junior golf or just anything like um, that. So what's, uh, what's on your mind? So you, we were talking earlier and you said you played the other day. What'd you shoot? I played yesterday. I shot 77. Um, yeah, not bad. I was a little disappointed cause I shot 37 on the front and, uh, had a nice, nice front nine. I kind of battled back uh-huh. from a couple of early bogeys, but, um, let it slip a little bit. i made some poor choices on the back nine and I think I made one double and, uh, double just got in a little rounds. bit of trouble. So <laughs> I'm going to go out and try to re- They do. They do. Um, yeah, it's something that I've been working on a lot. I felt like, um, I'm just trying to minimize, you know, some of my exposure out on the course. So I've, you know, been chipping away at, you know, my scoring yeah. average and trying to get that down and. Um, but you're right. I mean, if, you know, a double or, you know, two, I found myself having like one hole around that was like, you know, deflating, (laughs) you know, not only was it, uh, tacking on extra shots, but it was kind of messing with me mentally a little bit too. So I'm, you know, one of the challenges that I'm working through there is just trying to minimize some of those mistakes, make, make some better course management decisions.
1: I think that might be my biggest piece of advice actually for a junior golfer is to try to limit, limit, Okay, your mistakes to a bogey. Um, like a lot of times, people get into the trees yeah. and then they go for a, you know, a, a, you know, a shot for the green. They hit the tree, whether they they might kick out of bounds or they kick into the trees again. When they could just, you know, yeah. advance it a little up the fairway, get on and maybe make a four, maybe make a five. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did that. My penalizing shot yesterday was, I mean, a short one. It was, I had a little 80 yard wedge shot, but it was a tough pin position and I just tried to get too aggressive rather than giving myself a, you know, 15 footer. I thought I was going to, you know, fly it over the ridge and stop it there and I ended up carrying it too far and it kicked back into, you know, a uh, waist bunker area and it was not an easy up and down. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I love that advice. Uh, you know, that you're talking about just, you know, giving junior golfers that advice around, you know, trying to make bogey the worst score out there. And, you know, that
1: yeah, you'll save a lot if of you kind of
0: approach it that way, yeah, you do. You do. Um, and, you know, if you make a mistake and, and miss hit a ball, you know, you can trust some other parts of your game and just kind of be smart about how you're going to recover and, you know, minimize the damage, yeah, right? For sure. Makes sense. Um, Well, any other pieces of advice Um, that you give parents or players that are listening?
1: uh, No, I don't think so. I think that's all of it. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks, Matt.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was fun.
0: Don't have a, don't have a
1: lot going on right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, hopefully you can get out there and continue to work on the game. Good luck uh, with your virtual graduation here in a couple weeks. And um, Yeah. yeah, hopefully this summer, gives you an opportunity to get out and, you know, compete a little bit before school uh, is in session in the fall. All right. Good deal, bud. Well, take care of yourself. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help you out. Thanks, Matt. You too. Have a great day. All right, man. Well, that wraps up episode 43 of Junior Golf Keys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in this week to listen to my conversation with Joey Zambri. Uh, It was a good one, as you heard, and uh, really appreciate him and his time uh, jumping on the show. So, uh, if you guys like this show, like I always ask, if you've taken any value away from it, please share it. Please leave a review. Um, You know, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook. Um, Got a YouTube channel now, too, that, you know, some of our uh, video chat interviews are uploaded on there as well. So, you can find those there. Um, but engage with us on social media. We'd love to hear your feedback. would love to hear uh, what you like, what you don't like. We just want to continue to grow this show and make it better. So thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.